Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The After Show. I am your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode three. And we kind of have a backlog of episodes that we are going to be uploading to our podcast. I do apologize for the delay in this. We've had some hiccups, and I have been sick. So again, I apologize, but we are going to、uh, catch up on this. And so, just keep checking back to our podcast, download and listen, subscribe. Uh, if that's what you do, that's wonderful. We love to see you guys here. So again, thank you so much for joining me. So this is episode three of the After Show, and one thing I want to talk about is、um, kind of the problem. I shouldn't say kind of. I just need to say it like it is. I'm a little tired. I apologize. I've been hacking and hacking and getting over this cold. So that's always a good thing to move forward, right? So、uh, one of the things I want to talk about briefly is the problem with transgenderism. And I do understand that you know we do have a wide audience here. You know, technically our audience is the entire planet, but specifically right now we can see from our demographics and our analytics when we pull the reports, most of the people that are listening are from the United States. So you know, I'm probably going to be speaking more so to the citizens of the United States. Again, I'm not ignoring other countries because I do know that transgenderism has very much affected other countries as well, and it is a problem. And so I do understand that transgenders, you know, they probably are listening to different podcasts out there. So if you are a transgender, please do listen and please understand、uh, what we are discussing、uh, in this in this particular episode. Now, this show is not geared at just talking about one specific topic.、Uh, you know, we do、uh, switch it up and vary it throughout the time. So, but I do want to mention this here. And、talk about transgenderism, you know, in this particular episode because it is a problem. And so the reason why it is a problem is that at the moment,、uh, I think that this has always been their goal.、Um, the LGBTQ community has been targeting minors, and what I mean by that is they are trying to make it seem like being transgender or being homosexual or gay is normal, and that's the the common way of life when it is not. So being transgender. Um, how to describe this?、Um, well, I think it's a very confused way to live, unfortunately, and I think that transgender、uh, individuals they need to seek、um, mental help and mental health because if you're trying to transition to something that you were not born to be, then that is a problem. Because you know what I find interesting? It kind of reminds me of. That Lady Gaga song from her album years ago. I think I was in my twenties when she came out with this album. It was called "Born This Way," and Lady Gaga she very much played to、um, the LGBTQ community. I don't think she actually cares about the,、uh, that particular community. I think she is just making money, and she knows that if she's political and she gears towards kind of the oddities of society, so to speak, and I don't mean oddities in a negative way. It's just that. She she was going along with mainstream society at that time, and now she's kind of gotten a little more conservative. I think she's married now. I don't know if she has any kids, but it's kind of like okay. So when she was way younger, she was all for homosexuality, and you know she said she's bisexual. And then now that she gets older, oh now she's conservative. Now she's married. Now she's more normal. Here's the thing. You know, her album said "Born This Way," but yet she was catering to homosexuals and the LGBTQ community、uh, way back in the day. And it's like, well, here's the thing: if you're born male, you're a male. You're not supposed to. Be, you're not supposed to be transitioning to female. Excuse me. 
um, my sinuses are affecting my speech here. I apologize. If you're born female, you're not supposed to be switching to becoming male because you were born a particular gender. So if you're born that way, why would you want to change the way that you were born? And also, why would you want to try and do everything that you can to completely strip your identity of who, number one, God made you to be? And number two, who you are supposed to be in society. So needless to say, it is a type of, I guess you, can, I guess you could say, um, I think it's called dysphoria, if I'm not mistaken. Um, whenever people, you know, they are born one way, but they want to completely surgically change who they are. Another thing I want to mention with this, and let me get a drink here. Hold on just a moment. You know, I personally don't think that the LGBTQ community, much less transgenders, are being told the truth about what it means to change your sex and what it means to be homosexual. And I don't think they're being told everything within the medical community. See, here's the thing. What transgenders do not understand is that just because you want a particular procedure done, to your body does not mean that you should have that particular procedure done to your body. Unfortunately, in our medical field these days, um we have a lot of doctors that, you know, not all doctors are like this. In fact, they are quite rare. But I've noticed that with them the sex change operation industry, it's very similar to the abortion industry is that, you know, they'll do it if you pay them. Even though, you know, in medical school, they're taught not to do those things. They are taught to preserve, you know, the the individual for who they are. And so, here's another thing I don't think transgenders are being told. They're not being told that if you switch from being one sex to the other, you know, whenever you get that procedure done, you're technically sterilizing yourself. See, because here's the thing. If you switch from being male to female, You no longer have sperm, you no longer have gonads, you no longer have balls. You have no you no longer have testicles, right? Because you went from being male to female. Here's the thing, when you become so-called female at least on the outside, like aesthetically, you cannot reproduce at all now. You no longer have sperm and they did not give you eggs. Because doctors and scientists, they cannot create eggs. That only comes from the womb and that comes from God. You know, it's the same thing if a woman transitions to a male. When they remove her ovaries, her uterus, all that stuff, this grosses me out because I think it's horrible what they do to people's bodies, but basically they they throw out those eggs or donate them. I'm guessing they can always make money off of that, but unfortunately, and so when a woman transitions to a man, she has no testicles, she has no balls, she has no sperm, she has no seed. So, I mean, she doesn't have a prostate. So, it, you know, when a woman transitions to being a man, she can't impregnate anyone. And not only that, she's lost all of her reproductive system. Basically, she can now no longer ever reproduce whether she's male or female because she was stripped of that whenever she underwent that procedure. And I think that is such a travesty. I think it's so horrible to do that to someone's body. And so here's the thing, these medical doctors, they have no right performing those procedures. See, because initially, whenever someone um had gender dysphoria and they weren't really sure what sex they were, and it's like, "Okay, look down at your plumbing and also run your DNA." You know, your DNA will tell you via your chromosomes and and your biology for your body will tell you whether you're a male or female. 
So when someone doesn't understand who they are at a physical level, whether just being male or just being female, that should, you know, automatically tell us they have a psychological issue. There is no shame in having a psychological problem, but you know, those people that do have those issues, they're just like anybody else with a psychological issue. You need to get help. And you need to get help immediately because if something's a problem, that doesn't mean that your problem is the solution. But here's the thing, if you don't address the problem, then then you will never you will never get the solution that you actually need to resolve that issue. Unfortunately, in our society today, transgenderism and homosexuality and everything under that very disturbed umbrella is now being embraced as normal and it's the way to go and now they're teaching this stuff in grade school. That is a huge problem. I mean, I think it's a bad enough problem that adults, some adults, they're very few and far between like being transgender and or homosexual is actually quite rare. They're like less than 1% of the population. So it tells you right there it's not common, it's not normal, it's not ordinary. So, needs to say they still need to get the help that they deserve and that they should get. Here's the thing though, our society has practiced this lie of inclusivism where it says, "Oh, we're just not going to say anything about what's going on and we're just going to embrace anything and everything under the sun." Well, you can't do that. You know, if you are embracing transgenderism and sterilizing people, To me that's like embracing domestic violence and saying, "Oh, there's nothing wrong with it." And that's also like saying, "Well, you know, we're just going to embrace denying someone access to cancer treatment." See, isn't that being inclusive where where you you just accept anything and everything under the sun? See, that's the lie of inclusivism. It actually violates God's law, first of all. It violates natural law. It violates the laws of society. It violates the law at a state and federal level. Like how many violations have to occur before people wake up to the fact that these things if they deviate from the natural or the norm or the way things are supposed to be, then we we've got a big problem here. And so unfortunately with transgenderism and the LGBTQ community they have now infiltrated our public school systems. I don't know if they've done that at public or at, excuse me at private schools because private schools tend to be really strict and rightfully so about what they teach students. You know, usually private schools they don't put up with that garbage because they know that that kind of rhetoric and that kind of ideology will totally screw up children for life. and that's not right to do that especially to someone else's kids. I mean, it's one thing, and I'm not I I'm not for this. I understand that there are parents out there that mess up their own kids. And that's bad enough as it is, right? But when you have a school system typically run by the government when it is public school, so it's funded by public tax dollars, meaning citizens are are funding these schools, whether you have kids in school or not, you are paying for a public school system. So here's the thing, our government has no right to brainwash our kids. They have no right at all to do that. And so what's interesting is that our public school system, they have embraced all these really weird ideologies and these these theories that, you know, it's one thing if you go to college and you know, you you have a weird professor and they're just kind of out there, right? Like they're just kind of extreme. That's one thing. You know because 
you know, you you got a firm foundation of what is considered right and wrong and what is considered true and what is considered not true as a child throughout your formation years. Your formation years are from the moment you're born till the moment you turn 18 and then you go off to school or you go get a job, whatever the case may be. But basically the years that you are a minor are very important and children need to be taught the basics. Not theories, not theologies, not indoctrinations. They need to be taught history, they need to be taught facts. Unfortunately, transgenderism and also critical race theory and homosexuality, it's being seen as just black and white yes and no factual and it's not that's not what children need to know about you know what's interesting is that our public school systems they're more concerned about kids not knowing the history of the United States of their own country but they think it's more important to treat them you know to uh, teach them political activism they think it's more important to teach them hateful rhetoric which is exactly what critical race theory is they think it's more important to teach children um teach children how to find their sexuality a minor is a minor you know a lot of these kids have not hit puberty till they're like I don't know 12 to age 15 it varies based on whether they're male or female and here's the thing a child's sexuality belongs to that child and it is the responsibility of the parents to guard and protect that child's sexuality but now we have schools that are trying to brainwash our kids And that's very unfortunate. You know, it's one thing if if you question your sexuality and that's a normal thing to do when you're growing up, coming of age, all all those things. There's nothing wrong with questioning it. But making a firm decision about changing your sex as a child is not normal, it's not rational, it's not healthy, and it's medically insane to do that. And it's medically wrong. So, unfortunately, because the liberal left and these progressives are are taking over our public schools and they're and they're just embracing all these really disturbing forms of uh surgery and procedures and hormone replacement therapy it's like kids are not even being allowed first of all to be born number 2 they're not being allowed to grow up to find out who they want to be so not only do we have that going on but now we have parents that are actually agreeing with the liberal left and the progressive in regards to sexuality and they think that they have the right and they have the nerve to mutilate their child's body and change their sex. You know, how is that any different than what happens in China where, you know, when they had the one child law, if you had a girl, they got rid of it because they wanted a boy. You know, here's the thing. If the liberal left and this stupid progressivism that is taking place in the United States as well as in Europe if it really valued the individual then the person's individual sexuality would be guarded and protected especially as a minor you know what someone does when they when they are an adult that's their business i mean i'm not a fan of transgenderism i think it's wrong i think they need help at a mental level first because i think if you address the psychoses it will resolve everything and then the person will realize hey if i was born a girl i i'm a girl there's nothing wrong with that you know if i'm born a boy hey i'm a boy there's nothing wrong with that you know god made me this way god loves me i'm fine i'm good to go now but here's the thing when you mess with kids that's a whole different ball game and that's very disturbing to do that to mess with children like that and to mess with minors and what's really sad among other things is that 
the liberal left has gotten so bizarre and so extreme that somehow they have convinced parents that you can just do whatever you want to your child's body. Well, that's not right. That's mutilation and also it's eugenics. You know, usually a parent will guard and protect their child to the extreme. Why? Because it's their baby. It's their child. Now we have adults that, you know, this is probably going to sound extreme, but this is exactly what it reminds me of. It reminds me of of Nazis. You know, what a lot of people don't realize is that during World War II or not also prior to World War II and during World War II, um there were many medical doctors that were Nazis and they performed horrific and graphic procedures and operations on people whether they wanted it or not. How is that any different than what these parents are doing when they go and find a doctor that is willing to do their bidding? How is that any different? It's violating that person's right. It's violating that person's body because a child is a person. Like you know what's interesting is that if a foster parent were to forcibly change a foster child's sex, that parent could go to jail and forever be in jail. Because it's considered cruel and inhumane not necessarily punishment but it's just considered cruel and inhumane it's considered disturbing but parents that actually have their own children maybe they adopted them or maybe they gave birth to them these parents there's so many of them for some stupid reason they get away with doing whatever they want to their own children and it's not right because there are way more restrictions on people that are foster parents than people that are just regular parents And here's the thing. For years it was viewed that foster kids are bad kids and foster parents are just bad parents that can't even really have their own kids. They don't know what they're doing. I got news for you. I've met foster parents over the years and most of them are way nicer than just regular parents that have their own kids. And the reason why they're way nicer, you know, at least from what I've experienced, is because they open their heart to a child in a way that just an average parent doesn't care to do. So, you know, I have to ask who has the character flaw? Is it the foster parent that loves that child for who that child is and doesn't care to change their sex or mutilate their body? Or is it the parent that, you know, was able to give birth and have their own kids and they're like, "Oh, well, I don't really want this kid, but I'm going to change their sex because I know more than I know I know what they want for themselves more than they know." even though they're just a minor and they don't really know what it's like to be an adult yet i'm going to force them to change their body not only at a physical level at a mutilation level but at a chemical hormonal level and then we wonder why we have all these messed up kids or teenagers or these these kids that are growing up and, and becoming adults and they're like who am i now no wonder they don't know who they are it's because you have these people First of all, you have doctors and healthcare facilities that can't wait to make thousands of dollars off of sex change operations. Mind you, you could die during that procedure, and they could permanently destroy your body down there. Number two, you have parents that if they are trying to change the sex of their child, they are just as evil as communist China or parts of India, where they throw out where they throw out and discard their children as trash, literally like garbage, because they don't want them. or they don't want girls they want boys. And did you know that in India they actually had to pass a law, like a medical law, 
that if you want to know the sex of your child just so that you can determine whether or not you want it or not you're not allowed to get an ultrasound because there was this big trend going on in India and I think it's still taking place I don't know how long it's been going on but probably a while considering how long it takes laws to be passed here's the thing there were so many people in India they didn't want little girls so what they would do is the moment the woman gets pregnant whether she wants to go along with this or not she's forced to get an ultrasound done and, and if it's a girl her family or her husband pressures her to abort the to abort her baby because they want a boy so thousands upon thousands of little girls were murdered in the womb over in india because they they did not want someone that was biologically female isn't that discriminatory And isn't that exactly what's taking place here in the United States? I mean, abortion is a very good example of that. Oh, I don't want you. I don't want you in my life. You know, you're just a bunch of cells. Guess what? Even outside the womb, all of us are still a bunch of cells, but we have a soul and we are a human being. See, I kind of wondered, you know, with abortion being so available, I kind of wondered how long is it going to take before people start destroying people's lives that are born outside the womb like 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 they made it alive like like they they survived childbirth and then what if someone still doesn't want them what are they going to do to their body while well, they're mutilating it sometimes as an infant you know aren't these human rights violations like I think it's very interesting to hear in the United States you know the liberal left and the progressives and these political activists you know they cry wolf all the time oh that's a human rights violation what's going on over in the middle east we've got human rights violations happening right here in the united states and people are not waking up to it and these human rights violations are greatly affecting our children your know, minors are greatly protected under federal and state law and for some reason they're not being protected like they're supposed to You know, this came up over in the UK where a judge had to intervene. So there is this case where this crazy woman, it's usually it's usually the wife or the mother that wants to change the sex of her child. It's disturbing. And the dad's like, "What the bleep? Like, you know, you can't be doing this to our children." Well, there is this crazy woman, I bet this guy regrets marrying her. She wanted to change the sex of her child and so she was trying to force her child to go through um hormonal um I guess hormonal what's it called changes or whatever I'm trying to think how you describe it but anyway so she wanted her son to become a girl or something like that and the boy's like I don't want to be a girl I'm a boy so whenever the whenever the boy was staying with the mom she was forcing him to take a oh, hormone replacement therapy sorry I'm so well tired so she was forcing him to take hormone replacement therapy when he was staying with her because the father separated from the mother because she's crazy but then when the boy would go stay with his dad his dad's like you don't have to take that you know you're a boy you want to be a boy stay a boy well the mother took her husband or separated ex whatever to court and the judge had to intervene and tell her hey you can't force your child to change their spec you know their sex especially when they don't want to you can't do that Here's another thing. Sometimes judges go along with these crazy parents. And it's usually these weird mothers. And I don't get it. Like, see, here's the thing. 
That is a mental disorder of that parent. So the issue is not the sex of the child. The issue is the disturbedness of the adult who is supposed to be kind and loving and protect that child. See, this is what happens whenever you go against nature. This is what happens whenever you go against, you know, you know God's wonderful divine, you know, design. This is what happens when you go against what an what an individual, excuse me, was born to be. It's kind of like that Lady Gaga song, Born This Way. Well, if someone's born that way, who is anyone to change it, especially to mutilate their body? And personally, I don't think we should be doing anything that resembles what the Nazi party did. We should not be doing anything that resembles communist China and what they do to their kids. And we should not be doing anything that resembles India and what they do to the unborn. You know, what's interesting is that, you know, sometimes people will say, "Oh, India, it's such a peaceful country." Really? You know, are you going to really toot that horn? They still have the caste system. And in case you don't know what the caste system is, and I'll close with this, the caste system is where over in India, if you're born into poverty, you forever stay in poverty. You can never move up. You know, if you're born to a family of of garbage dump collectors, you are forever living in that garbage dump and you can never go to a nice school, you can never get a college education. You are permanently in a garbage dump. Let's say you're born to a family and their occupation is is cleaning toilets. Well, that's all you're ever going to do in the caste system because you were born into that. See, that's the messed up thinking of India, but people think, "Oh, you know, the the eastern societies the eastern cultures they know more they're ancient do you have any idea how pagan some of those countries are and i literally mean pagan p a g a n pagan they practice some very weird cults over there some very weird religions like if it was not for christianity they we would have way worse problems over there and christianity is not widespread in India like it should be but here's the thing there's so many people that think you know the that the solution is from the east it is not from the east they have been doing really bad things to people for a long time and you know why because a lot of them don't believe in Jesus Christ most of their countries are not capitalist most of their countries don't have a real democracy And if they do have a democracy, it's not a real democracy because they're still practicing things like Hinduism or Buddhism or um or they're practicing the caste system or or they're throwing their children out in the street because they they don't want to give them food. There are so many abandoned children in India. I mean, why do you think Mother Teresa saw a need over there? It is very common in India, and I'd say as well in China. It's very common in India for parents that are poor if they have sex and you get pregnant, they already make a decision to throw that baby out in the trash because they want the food for themselves. See, they don't think proactively. They don't think, "Okay, what can I do to have a better life so I can provide for my children and have as many children as I want?" They have a very limited mindset over there. See, they don't look forward to the future. They're stuck in the past of the caste system, 
which says, "Oh, you're stuck where you are. You can never have a better life." Well, because they believe that lie, they throw out their children like it like a tube of used lipstick or or, or mascara. You know, why would we take advice from countries that devalue human life every day all day? And also China and India are the two top, I would say, most egregious polluters on this planet. And yet here we are, you know, as a country as the United States getting involved in some green deal or Paris agreement. You know, we're not we're not talking about fashion here people. We're talking about these crazy environmentalists. You know, they're not holding India and accountable for the pollution that they are doing to the planet. And they are the two biggest polluters and no one does anything about it. What does that tell you about their country? They don't care who they hurt. whether it's their own people or the entire planet. So why would we listen to anything that they say or do? Why would we take their advice? You know, there's a reason why COVID-19 hit China and India really bad. It's because first of all, they don't have a really good government system. Secondly, they don't have good infrastructure. And number two, their government doesn't really care about their citizens. That's why they don't have access to proper healthcare. A lot of China and India, they still have a lot of villages. Villages suck. They absolutely suck. They typically don't have hospitals. If they do have a medical medical professional, excuse me, it's usually a nurse or a paramedic. They don't have hardly any doctors. The doctors are are in the big city. They don't want to work in those villages because you know they don't have the healthcare facilities there. And they're not paid very well. And the reason why they're not paid very well is because their government practices socialized medicine. Socialized medicine sucks, folks. It does not help people, it hinders people. That's a big problem. That's why socialized medicine technically creates a big problem in terms of human rights violations because socialized medicine It just puts you on a waiting list for a whole lot of things. Well, if someone is delaying your healthcare treatment, that's a violation of your rights as a citizen. It just is. But here's the thing: if you put government in charge of your healthcare, you know who are you going to report that to? The government. You can't really report anything about because it's the government that's causing the problem with that. And India got hit with like two or three waves of COVID nineteen. It was bad. But you know what? It's also really bad because they have tremendous poverty. And the reason why they have tremendous poverty is because they're still stuck in the caste system. Well, if you have a negative mindset, how can you really expect anything positive to happen in your life, much less in your family's life? It just doesn't make sense. So needless to say, we should not be doing anything that embraces or encourages transgenderism, eugenics, abortion, hormone replacement therapy that is forced upon people. You know what this reminds me of and this is a side note. You know, if it's wrong to force homosexual men that are in prison to undergo hormonal replacement therapy so that they won't be a pedophile, if that's considered a human's right, if that's considered a human's rights violation, 
then why is it that very same thing is being done to children who are in grade school, who haven't committed a crime, who are not perverts, who are not pedophiles, who are not heterosexuals, but yet they are being forced to undergo hormonal replacement therapy? They don't need that. They're still growing. Like their brain isn't even fully developed yet. You know, the frontal lobe of the human brain is not fully developed, te- you know, technically till about age 25. And also there are so many metabolic and and hormonal I would say systems that don't really become active active until someone hits puberty and then and then they grow into who they are naturally supposed to be at a DNA level which is either a female or b male you're not both and you're not supposed to switch So needs to say you know People when they are transgender or if they're homosexual, they need to get mental help first. That needs to be a priority. Cuz a lot of this stuff, it's not as bad or turbulent or turbulent as you think it is. It's not the sky is falling, it's hey, they've got a mental issue, go address the mental issue and everything else will resolve itself. Because when someone is mentally sound, they're not questioning their sexuality. They're not questioning their future. They can have questions, but they're not questioning it. Like they're not questioning the, I guess I'm trying to say the validity of it. You know what I mean? I mean, just imagine how miserable these people are that that they feel like a different person on the inside than they who than who they are on the outside. That's a psychological problem. That's not a physical problem. That's not an anatomy problem. That's not a testicle problem, that's not an ovary problem, that's not a uterus problem. That's a psychological issue. And guess what? We do have psychological or I would say mental health professionals that they they have the expertise to help people with that issue. Because guess what? It's not a new issue. But here's the thing that issue is rare. It's very rare. Most people know that when they're born, okay, I kind of have, you know, you know, this traits and I have, you know, these hobbies that I like, you know, I'm more geared towards being a boy because I'm a boy. I'm geared more towards being a girl because I'm a girl. That's natural. What's not natural is forcing your body to do something that's not supposed to do. That's living a lie. And it's not being truthful to oneself. That's why a lot of these people are unfortunately so miserable. And I pray for them. I really do because you know, I think it's bad enough when people have anxiety and depression or things of that nature, but to not know who you are sexually, like at a mental level, I think that would just be absolute agony and torture. But, you know, what what makes it worse is when you find a doctor that's willing to cut you up. instead of sending you to a mental health professional and saying, "Hey, let's address these issues first before we move further." If we need to move further. See, here's the thing. Doctors have the responsibility, and most of them are really good at this, but doctors have the responsibility of treating the entire individual, not just a symptom, not just a system, not just a complaint, but a, you know, but help the entire individual. 
which also includes their psyche, which also includes you know their mental health, that also includes their anatomy. You know it also includes you know their sex life if they have one. So it's one of those things that all those components go together to create a human being. But if you just start cherry picking and saying, "Oh, I'm only going to address this. I'm going to ignore ignore everything else with it." That's not good healthcare. And that's why these people are suffering, and that's why they are sexually confused. And being sexually confused is not normal, which is all the more the reason why they should get the mental help that they need and that they deserve. I I think that's appropriate. So needs to say That's it for this lovely episode. I pray that if you are transgender that that you get the mental help that you need and there is no shame in that. And find a good therapist. You know, I read some articles that you know when it comes to transgenderism and sexual health, uh usually you have a team of mental health professionals that can help you. So for example, you you may start out by seeing a psychiatrist and then You know, they may help you with the medical part of it like prescriptions, but then they have you go see a therapist, you know, do talk therapy and things like that. That is actually really helpful. Because if you're having any kind of issue, you need a team to help you, and there's no shame in that. None whatsoever. And I think it's very smart to get the help that you to get the help that you need, excuse me, rather sooner than later. because the quicker you can address the issues that are bothering you regardless of what they are the sooner you can be happier and the sooner you can get back to being yourself so then so then you won't be questioning who you are all the time you won't be questioning yourself all the time about that because when the issue is resolved you will know who you are and you will be happier you'll be more successful you'll be more productive your relationships will improve and it will just be like night and day difference in your life. So, you know, that that's what I think people should have and I think that's how people should live their life. If there's a problem you address that you don't sit on it and look the other way, you know, you know, I I am a born again Christian believer and I don't say that to push anybody away. I'm just saying who I am. You know, but as a born again Christian believer, we don't run from our giants. We run to our giants and we take them out. basically have courage stand firm know who you are in Christ Jesus god knows you know the problems that are 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 in our society he knows us on an individual level but god knows if you're gay straight or sexually confused he knows your issues and he can help you with anything and everything so go to god and pray about it and just Give God a chance to help you. Ask for wisdom. I think that's one of the best things you can do. You know, I think we should all ask for wisdom every day of our life. Because wisdom will get us where we need to go, not not where we feel like we need to go because you know, our feelings unfortunately, especially emotional kind of psychological feelings. I'm not talking about pain like like you've pricked your finger. I mean like mental emotions here. Sometimes those can lie to us. Sometimes they can be deceiving and it's not meant to be that way it's just that sometimes we have to really control our feelings and our thoughts and our words. But if you go along with the agenda of inclusivism then nothing gets addressed because everything is just included and it's just seen as being normal when it's not. You know what I mean? You know like for example, let's say you have an ingrown toenail. 
and, it, and it's infected and, you know, there's pus coming out of your toe and it looks really bad, smells bad. It's not good, right? Well, you know, if you were to practice the lie of inclusivism, you would say, oh, it's okay for your toe to be infected. You know, we believe in being inclusive, so we're going to embrace that infection. Well, here's the thing. You should never do that because an infection is not healthy for your body. So if you want to have healthy, beautiful feet, you have to address the infection. Otherwise, you could very much lose a toe or, or your foot if, if it goes septic, right? See, that's why it's important to address any and all issues in your life, especially when they are medical, physical, or psychological. And I would also say spiritual and financial. Because all of those things... They very much influence our life and our decisions. And it also influences our happiness. So, you know, my, the way I think about things is I think, okay, I'm not accepting anything less than God's best. And I'm not saying that to be religious because I'm not religious. I'm just a born-again Christian believer. But that doesn't make me a Bible-thumping, you know, nutbag Christian or something. I just believe in the goodness of God. And I know that within the goodness of God, he has all the answers and he loves me. So why not go to the one that loves you first, even just a quick little prayer, and then go get the help that you need, whatever that help is? Because I think that will greatly help a whole lot of people if they, if they knew and if they understood what exactly is making them miserable in their life And you know what? Once you address the things that are making you miserable, you're not going to be miserable anymore. But instead, you will be able to handle anything and everything that comes up in your life. And that's how we are supposed to be as responsible adults. We're supposed to, we are supposed to be able to handle the things that happen in our life, regardless of what they are. That doesn't mean it won't be tough. That doesn't mean that's always going to be super easy. But see, here's the thing. It's supposed to be an honor and a privilege to be self-reliant. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, like, for example, when you go buy a car for the first time, that feels really good because you're, you're buying a piece of property all on your own. Or let's say, for example, you're buying your first house. That is a tremendous triumph. That's a wonderful feeling. See, that's being self-reliant. That's taking ownership of your life. And so that's why, in regards to transgenderism, people that are sexually confused, they need help. being self-reliant and taking accountability for their life that way they that way they can know and understand what true happiness is but here's the thing if people don't really understand what it means to be self-reliant or to take ownership of their life especially as an adult they're never probably ever going to be really happy and that's very unfortunate because i think everyone should be happy i'm not saying You know, chicken soup for the soul part two or anything. But I just think that, you know, when people know what's going on and they actually love their life and they love and respect their body, they are way more normal. I'm not saying they're perfect, but they're way more normal. And they actually look forward to living a long, wonderful, prosperous life as opposed to why am I here? Who am I? Like it's two totally different mindsets. But anyway, um, I will go ahead and end this podcast But as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.